1: The device that was tested at 6 o'clock this morning was exploded some 2,000 feet above Muir cloud rose to some 20,000 feet and it's estimated that it would have been about 5.5 kilotons. The news that the French have resumed atmospheric testing in the South Pacific will be received with profound dismay right around the world. The New Zealand population was just totally on fire, really. The tests are in defiance of the order of the International Court of Justice, and they take place in the face of unprecedented opposition and protest in practically every country in the world. The unions were going out against the French. Um, Kids were doing things at schools. Uh, Throughout the nation, people were rallying and, and coming through with support, either money or provisions or whatever form to give to any boats that were looking to go.
2: Boats such as the Free. For seven weeks between May and July 1973, the Free protested against the atmospheric tests inside the French Exclusion Zone at Mururoa. For much of the time, her crew's only contact was by brief radio messages with the New Zealand frigate HMNZS Otago, which had been sent to the Test Zone area, along with the HMNZS Canterbury, in a symbolic act of protest by Norman Kirk's Labour government. However, on the 17th of July, the freeze protest came to an end. The protest
1: yacht Free has been boarded by French sailors and apparently taken in tow. In a dramatic move at about 11 o'clock New Zealand time, three French warships converged on the free, 20 miles from Bururah, and 15 sailors boarded the protest yacht with orders to take it in tow. Repeated attempts to re-establish contact with the free
0: have failed. This is Sean Brown on board the Otago.
2: But for 19-year-old Anna Horn, her protest was only just beginning as the free was being detained anna found herself sailing for the test zone on board another protest yacht the thirty seven foot vega also known as greenpeace three the boat was captained by canadian david mctaggart a disillusioned capitalist who had captured anna's heart furious at france's unilateral decision to declare part of the pacific closed to all shipping mactaggart had sailed to mururoa in 1972 annoying the french enough for them to eventually ram his catch so when the fledgling greenpeace movement called for yacht crews to bear silent witness to the testing the following year he decided to return this time with Anna and crewmates nigel ingram and mary lawney it took the Vega just 21 days to sail the 3,000 miles back to Mururoa. But with a delay leaving New Zealand and the free already having been detained, when the Vega reached the exclusion zone, it was the only protest boat there. We could actually see the barrage
1: balloon and see the nuclear device suspended from underneath it. And uh, that was really, really scary because what everyone said is if you can see that then you're too close, like that's it that's the end sort of thing and like we just felt so alone really we were in the middle of nowhere and no one knew what was going on and when I think of the kind of precautions we took (laughs) it was so simplistic I mean we had these wooden plugs to put in the derades which are the um, air ventilation systems in a little yacht And we were just going to close the doors and go below. I mean, it was pretty pathetic, really.
2: But it didn't take long for the French to make their presence felt once more and for Anna's actions to make headlines around the world.
1: The third day, sort of late morning, we could see these boats amassing around us and so we knew that um, the crunch was coming. We had the engine on but, you know, we couldn't make much speed so the boats just came all around us and they sent over an inflatable with about seven um, commandos on board. So, you know, the the real tough unit. And um, Nigel was down below immediately sending an SOS which we later discovered had been was jammed which you can imagine um, is very contrary to international um, law of the sea. They just crashed into the back of the boat, um, starboard quarter, clambered on board, immediately grabbed David and just hauled him into the into the zodiac and just beat him with trungeons um, at this stage. Mary was on the um, port side deck, and I was up forward with the camera taking photos. And then Nigel heard all the screaming and ruckus. He came up. As soon as he came out of the companionway, he was grabbed and held and also beaten till he was unconscious in the cockpit floor. And um, of course, by now, I, I wasn't even thinking. I was just looking at this through the viewfinder and just thinking breathe, just push the button. Wind it on, breathe you know I, it was so horrendous I, I almost didn't see it if you know if I can explain that sense of shock. So then they rushed up the side deck and grabbed Mary and threw her camera over the side and I shot down through the forward hatch. so we were a little bit cunning. we had a decoy camera hidden in the in the saloon, but I went into um, there was only one cabin with a door which was just a flimsy kind of thing, and shoved the camera into a hiding place. And, uh, you know, within seconds, uh, they just yanked the door open and um, hauled me out of there. And, uh, you know, this sort of really scary-looking guy was looking at me, and I could see that he really, you know, he wanted to strike at me. But um, I just kind of said, don't you dare, and I slapped him across the face and turned my back on him and went up the companionway. <laughs> so that was my only kind of nonviolent thing, I guess. But after that, when I came on, on a deck, you know, Nigel was lying there in the cockpit unconscious, and um, David was staring it up, up at me from the Zodiac with blood all down his face because they'd actually rammed his eye with the back of a truncheon, And he, he suffered glaucoma, you know, for the rest of his life as a result of that injury and um, other other problems. So... It was a fairly (laughs) fairly scary day, that's for sure. And certainly not one at 19 years old I'd ever experienced before, so it was pretty mad. Mm, I was sort of the heart of the beast,
2: really. (laughs) David McTaggart was eventually taken to Tahiti, where he received treatment. Anna, Nigel and Mary were allowed to stay overnight on the Vega before being taken to the atoll of Howe. They all knew that the contents on the hidden camera were vital in showing the world just what they had witnessed and experienced at Mururoa. The trio negotiated with the French that they wouldn't be personally searched and in a quiet moment before leaving the Vega, Anna retrieved the film and secreted it away. The French
1: said that they were going to repatriate us so that meant that Nigel, who is English, was going to be repatriated to England. So he took the film at this stage and when he was passing through San Francisco he managed to evade his guard and get hold of Greenpeace in Vancouver who immediately cabled him an air ticket and he took the film up to Vancouver and then a day later, Mary and I were repatriated back to New Zealand. Then, by then, they'd developed the film and could see it was just, like, really hot, you know. We'd captured enough to to show what had happened. The French by now had been saying, oh, David had injured himself, hitting himself with a end of a spinnaker pole or tripping over on the deck and, you know, all this sort of nonsense. Anyway... Um, Bob Hunter, who was really one of the leading lights and um respected journalist in Canada, persuaded me that they should release the film. I didn't actually want to release them straight away. I wanted to hold on to them till we worked out a strategy. Anyway, I was here, they were there, they had the film and the photos were released and they went out worldwide, hit um, front pages throughout the world apart from France. They weren't allowed to be published in France. They finally saw them when we went to court some years later. (laughs) But it certainly turned the whole thing on its head, and I think that was the beginning of the end, really, for the atmospheric testing. They were real tough guys. So um, it felt quite good as a little Kiwi chick to sort of get one over them, I guess. (laughs)